So the big question is this, how do real estate agents like us get started in selling luxury real estate? How do we go from selling typical starter homes to selling multi-million dollar properties? What does it take to become successful in the luxury real estate industry? That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Juan Carlos Baronecci. And welcome to the Luxury Agent Podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Juan Carlos Baronecci. And today we're going to be interviewing one of the number one agents in all of the Denver market out there in Colorado. Today we're going to be interviewing Stuart Kroll. Him and his partner, Delroy Gill, are part of Sotheby's International in Denver, Colorado, and they are absolutely crushing the real estate game out there. They're young, they're ambitious, they're motivated, and they are here to deliver you value on what it takes to become a luxury agent in your market. So without further ado, let's jump straight into this, Stuart. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me, Juan Carlos. Really uh, excited to uh, to dive in and, and chat real estate. Absolutely. Listen, I'm excited as well. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Tell them a little about yourself and how you got started in real estate. Sure. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, so I've been in the business actually uh, four years to the month. Um, so May 2017, I got in the business. Uh, I moved to Denver um, in late 2016 uh, from the DC area. And my, my wife and I didn't really know anyone, didn't know what we were going to do, but we figured, you know, Denver was a, a great place at the, at the time to kind of recalibrate and, and meet some cool people. So we did just that. And, uh, lo and behold, you know, whenever you can't find a job and you're getting rejected in job interviews, what do you, what do you do? You sell real estate, right? So, so that was me. Um, I, I got in with a boutique firm and then I uh, was at a branch of Remax for about three months. And by the end of my first year, found myself to my, my company now, which is Live Sotheby's International Realty. And, uh, and then, you know, the, the last four years has basically just been drinking out of a fire hose every day, uh, trying to, make things happen and and provide the best value for our uh, our wonderful clients. I love it. And listen, your average price range that you're selling in is right over above a million dollars. How did you start getting into this price range? Was it something where from day one, you knew you wanted to focus on luxury real estate or did it kind of just happen? Yeah, um, great question. I mean, you guys are our social media studs. We we did a lot of social media, like personal branding. Um, and I say we, my partner and I, I'm, I'm partnered with another uh, fella here named Delroy in, in our office. But we, um, before we were partner, we were both doing a lot of personal branding. And, you know, when we uh, didn't have deals to talk about, didn't have sellers to you know, uh, or, or listings to, to amplify, you know, a lot of the stuff we were doing was just around knowledge sharing. And, you know, the, the more deals you do, the more consistency you have, the more you can kind of talk the talk and walk the walk at the same time. And so luxury was always a, a focus of mine from the beginning, even when I didn't have, uh, the deals, meaning I was studying the markets. I was knowing the players. I was understanding the agents and who, who was doing the volume, what deals were being represented, who are the developers in those spaces making waves. And so whenever I had opportunities to either host open houses or promote something, uh, you know, a listing of a colleagues or, you know, just try and, uh, try and navigate that space. I always would take that opportunity and, you know, that turns into opportunities inevitably. So I work generally by referral. 
Uh, I think our 95% of our business comes from these sphere generated referrals. And so it was just about meeting the right people and, uh, and then adding the right value at the right time. And, and ultimately you're going to have at bats. No, I love it. And listen, I always tell any new agents looking to get started in this business. Uh, what it really comes down to is consistency, hard work and patience until your sphere starts feeding you. Um, I'm assuming in the beginning, you obviously had to go out there and deliver value and, and meet these connections and build these relationships. What did you do year one as an agent um, to really go out there and nurture these relationships and, and start getting the referrals you're getting today? Yeah, great question. I'm going to give everyone my first like golden nugget tip. If, if we're going to go like new agent, kind of uh, newer in the business, or maybe kind of trying to, trying to build a, a better client base, um, what I would do, we talked social media briefly. Um, this is back when I had, I don't know, a thousand followers or something like that on Instagram. I would really make sure that every day I was posting content about the market and about um, any activity I was doing in real estate. And I would make sure that every day I also looked at who was viewing those stories. And if there was someone or a couple, three people that I thought that were, you know, uh, or I, I saw looking at my stories every day, but I didn't know them, I would always reach out. Hey, I saw you, you saw this or that story. Did you have any questions? What made you interested? Let's grab a coffee. And those were some of my first uh, clients in the business uh, because mostly those people, you know, you can see on social media where they're from, what they're doing, who they are, if we have any common connections and create a little bit of rapport. And so in terms of meeting people, that's what I would do. Um, because again, I, I came to Denver and knew zero people. I was starting with zero foundation. So all the foundation was being laid as the car was, you know, on the freeway, so to speak. So that's a really good tip for folks who really want to develop their uh, sphere early on, because you're not guaranteed to get a million dollar deal by doing that, but you are guaranteed to meet some people in your marketplace who are interested in real estate and more importantly, interested in you for some reason. No, that's great advice. And with social media being so accessible nowadays, it doesn't cost you a dollar to just go out there, reach out to people. I like the idea of checking for stories and seeing who watched it. And now you are actually reaching out to some warm type of clientele or leads that could uh, essentially turn into business for you. So that, that's a great tip. Now, let's say you are in the business, right? Let's say you've been selling real estate for four or five or six years, um, but you've also been selling three, four, $500,000 houses in your neighborhood. If you are out there and you wanted to transition into more of the higher uh, luxury real estate properties in the one, two, and $3 million property range, what would you do differently um, when it comes to your business? It definitely starts with with knowledge. You know, I, I think in in, uh, in a lot of these podcasts and these kind of conversations, what's often talked about is the the level of clientele, the savviness of the clientele, the demands, the the, the scrutiny. That is all true. That's all accurate. But that can all be really dissuaded by your knowledge, right? So if you have the opportunity to showcase two things to a client up front, one would be how are you valuable to them? And, and to be valuable to them, you have to know what problems or challenges they have. And to know problems, you have to ask questions. You got to get to the root cause. And to get to the root cause, you, you really have to know 
what you're talking about with, with the market, right? So you might not be from an affluent background. I certainly wasn't. You might not even have really an interest in luxury goods, which I don't either. But what I do have is a, is a really deep understanding of the market just because I've taken the time to understand a market that I wasn't working at the time. But when I have the opportunity, I can definitely craft my own value position with a potential client, whether they're a $10 million buyer or a, or a $5 million seller or anywhere in between, um, because I'm going to know where to pick up that conversation. So the biggest thing you can do and what's always in your control as a young agent or, or uh, uh, less experienced agent is to go and try to hunt down information. Um, and that information can be found on your MLS hot sheets. It can be found by calling and contacting other brokers. It can be found hosting open houses within communities that you want to represent so that you get to know and speak the language of the local residents there um, or, or any kind of HOA uh, websites, any association websites. I mean, information is out there, but a lot of agents don't take the opportunity to kind of access that before they get in the ring. And so they don't look as polished or as well, uh, well read on what they're talking about that, you know, because people can, if, if you're an affluent person, most people are bullshitting you all day. You can really, you can really smell it from a mile away on an agent. And so um, you, you have to kind of get around that immediate hurdle. So, so know your market, become an expert in the properties you're selling and have all the right context so you could add value to that client's life, right? Yep, exactly. Really, really good. Awesome. And now let's talk about your, your recent success. You recently sold $70 million worth of real estate last year alone between you and your partner. Um, what's that like now that you've built up your business? Uh, you described it to uh, kind of drinking out of a, a fire hose sometimes. Um, what's your day-to-day -day like as a real estate agent? It's been a fun journey for sure. And it's been a lot of a lot of growth year over year the last the last couple of years. And we we expect that to continue. You know, um the day-to-day -day is really, you know, we we make sure I, I we run a small team. So my partner Delroy and I kind of manage the team and we have one uh full-time admin, uh one broker associate on our team, and then we have three folks who are kind of our our ancillary support. So a marketing person, a media manager, and a web uh web and uh ads manager. And those folks kind of make up our our whole team. And so we make sure that you know we set the the course of the week going right with a you know Monday morning meeting and everyone's got their tasks and their to do's and we know what we're focused on, you know, month over month and quarter over quarter. Um, we also, you know, make sure that uh, from a day to day perspective, like we're, we're getting the little things done in the day that allow us to go after, you know, bigger and bigger goals. And so you got to go from, and if, I don't know if, uh, if most of your, if, if, if the folks listening, you know, if you haven't done like a business plan, um, or, you know, you haven't workshopped with a, a mentor or manager on, on your goals. And real estate is very, very easy to reverse engineer. Meaning if you want to sell a hundred million in real estate and the average price point in your area is a million bucks or, or whatever, 500,000, you, you know, you can reverse engineer the amount of sales you need, which means the amount of contacts you need, which means the amount of conversations you need to have. And then, and then go and program that into your day to day and make sure that, you know, you're staying accountable to yourself and your goals and your vision. So, you know, we set our team up based around, you know, those types of, of metrics and, and, and just do the work and watch what happens.
No. So I, I think where this goes over a lot of agents' heads is that it's so simple. It's definitely not easy, but the concept is simple in terms of if you want to get a certain amount of consultations, you have to speak to a certain amount of people. If those consultations are going to lead to a contract, well, then you just have to do a certain amount of consultations. And then obviously everyone knows for every certain amount of contracts, you're going to get a certain amount of sales. So it really boils down to the amount of conversations you're going to have daily. Where do you meet and find these people? Do you call them? Do you go to networking events? Uh, Do you join country clubs? How do you find people that are luxury buyers and sellers that you can build relationships with? Yeah, uh, great question. And I'm actually doing a lot on this right now. Like we, we've we made a goal this quarter to add uh, three people, just three people into our core luxury database. Meaning for us, what that really is defined at is people who would buy or sell or refer us without question but but key being you know they're in the right areas they know the right people right so this isn't just anyone and uh and so to meet these people what we're doing is really cultivating our current connections to develop introductions strategically in you know industries that where denver holds a lot of weight and in the luxury space so we've got a lot of finance and private equity we've got a lot of oil and gas we have some folks who have, you know, sold startups and and you know uh, moved to to Colorado and usually have mountain properties as well. Um, and and we, you know, we we have various inroads through our current connections to get to a lot of those people. Now, if I had none of those inroads, all all I'd be really trying to do was just making sure that if I knew anyone. I asked for an introduction to someone else. Meaning if, if, if you and I were going to coffee and I knew you were in finance, maybe you don't have the, the, the biggest, fanciest job in the world, but you work with an office of 80 people. I might ask you about your company, uh, ask you who you know within your company. Are you really close to the CMO, the CFO, the, the CEO, anything like that? And then, you know, we, we would try and develop a relationship from there just based on being around you and in proximity to to those key people, right? So my angle is um, not really like a just spray in all angles networking. I I actually can't stand going to networking uh, events. I'm not a country club guy. All those things do not jive with me. No, No diss on any of them, but it's not what I do. Um, I'm more of a strategic kind of point and shoot and, and figure out, you know, how I can run up the right ladders based on who I already know. That's an awesome strategy because you're leveraging the current relationships you have to get the intros you need to the people that you want to go ahead and strengthen. So that's awesome. And it's kind of funny because I use the same exact strategy to meet you, meaning I don't know you through sure. a hole in the wall. Uh, me and Bo are good friends. We've been in, in contact for the last two years. He was previously on my podcast. And I reached out to Bo and I was like, Bo, I need the top agent that you know of to go ahead and get me on this podcast so we can deliver some awesome value. And he connected me with you. So it's a small world. I think you just described the whole thing works. Yeah, exactly right. And and you know what? The the thing about our business that's irreplaceable is the relationships, right? And the and the knowledge. So you can't get sidetracked by all the different, you know, potential disruptive technologies or anything like you need to, you need to focus on those two things that all automatically you as an agent independently control for yourself. No, th- this is great. And, and listen, it's a lot of value. So I, I want to keep this podcast short and brief because I think a lot of people could take some really actionable steps from this and go apply it. to their business. Um, one last question. So you mentioned you have a luxury core database um, that you consistently market to to further nurture and strengthen those relationships. Um, I actually have something very similar. I call it a VIP list. 
And yep. although my database has about 10, 12,000 people of all the people we've met over the last couple of years, I only have 120 people in that VIP list that we even go ahead and we take care of a, a little bit more and we concentrate on. Tell me more about the luxury core database you have and how do you market to them uh, on a week to week basis? Yeah, I want to ask you the same question because I could learn a lot from what you guys are doing too. But we we have very similar numbers, actually. It's kind of a 2,000-ish uh, person database. And then between both my partner and I, there's 70 people that are we call our platinum list. So very, very similar breakdown um, that we definitely make sure we're taking care of at, a, at, at the highest level. We're spending the most money on those folks in terms of marketing and reach out and gifts and stuff like that. So in a non-COVID era, we were doing a lot of events. We were throwing huge events and 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 small targeted events as well. We were we were doing around one a month. And some of these events we had multiple thousands of people. Some of them had like twelve, right? But we were doing a lot of that. Now it's more of, uh, for example, uh, I believe Sunday is, is Mother's Day. Um, so this week we just sent out. Um, a, bo- uh, a custom bouquets of flowers made by a local uh, flower shop to all of the mothers in our platinum and a grouping of clientele, which was, I think, uh, around 80 households, something in, something in that range. Um, and, and so those will get there uh, around Mother's Day. And that's a, a good touch point to say, you know, that we're not sending it to every single person we know who's a mom, um, but we are sending it strategically to the folks who we know we A, have a good relationship with, or B, want to really enhance and develop the relationship we already are building on. Um, And so things like that, just looking at the calendar and thinking a couple steps ahead, um, really, really good way to continue to foster and maintain a close relationship with, you know, your, your, your core sphere. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of ways to do this business. I just find that we're thinking from just a customer service um, aspect, you know, then, then, then we're going to try and add the most value and that's how we're going to win in the long run. Uh, listen, if you're listening right now, you missed the golden nugget. If you want to get multi-million dollar properties, send bouquets of flowers to moms. That's it. We have <laughs> the entire solution on how to break it into it. Listen, uh, Stuart, you've been so great so far. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up because as mentioned, there's just so much value in this podcast. Everyone could go ahead and take and listen into. Um, but how can people find you? How can people reach out to you if they do want to work with you or if they want to just get your info? Easiest is just Instagram. I, I answer all the direct messages. So it's at my name, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, Crowell, C-R-O-W-E-L-L. And uh, you just search me there. Find me, follow me, message me. I'm happy to connect with anyone. And uh, I'm an open book. Phenomenal. We're going to be putting uh, Stuart's information, including his... Uh, his website and his Instagram on the show notes. Uh, As always, my name is Juan Carlos Baronetti. Make sure you subscribe and follow to us uh, on YouTube and on Instagram at Goldbar. And if you want to follow me on my personal account, it's at Latino Agent. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up for the day, but thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you all soon.